Welcome to the Phillips Show. Listen, so this is a little bit different. I normally start the show with just being on screen by myself, but I have a fantastic person here today. Hello. This is Nicole Johnson. Say hello, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Okay, so just so you guys know what's happening, we've had some tremendous technical difficulties, and by we, I mean me. I've had some tremendous technical difficulties, so I'm trying to um, minimize the number of clicks. I'm trying to minimize the number of back and forths. So instead of me opening it up all by myself, I am here starting the show with Nicole. Nicole, hey. Hey, hey. Thank you so you much. Know, I guess uh, Marvel is in retrograde or something. <laughs> something. Something is going on. So for those of you um, out there, what I know, for people watching and for people listening, thank you so much. Uh, the Phillips Show really targets inspiring people who are doing inspiring things. Some people are entrepreneurs, some people are authors, some people are musicians. But what they have in common is that their stories help to change lives. So Nicole, I'm so glad that you're here today. I don't know if you have any coffee over there, but I need like four sips. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. I wish I did. I think it tastes nasty, but I think it smells great. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. So you have such um, an interesting uh, kind of navigation to your career. And one of the things that I love about it is that you help people simplify. You know, you help people get to the heart of what needs to happen. So you're a CEO and you're a founder and you have a company called Digital Made simple and it's a boutique marketing farm um, catering to high profile clientele out the gate before we get to your background digital made simple in your perspective is it complicated is digital complicated it feels complicated mm. it feels super complicated and in some respects it is complicated because um there's a such thing called decision fatigue. When it comes to technology, there are so many options. Even within one particular piece of software, there's five different ways to do one thing within that software. Now take that compared to 15 different softwares that do that thing, and they all have five things. It can get really complicated. And if you don't have someone who can like really distill what you're trying to do into yeah. its simplest terms and then approach it that way, um, then it can be really complicated for you. I am the type of person who likes complicated things. Okay. <laughs> I like to navigate and troubleshoot. I was the kid um, growing up. Now I'm an army brat. Okay. So my mom was in the army. So we moved around a lot. So, um, and as much as I'm an artist, I used to also like get in trouble for like taking apart the telephone. Like we need oh. that. For the one. You're curious. You're curious. I was a curious kid. And so I like to take things apart, put them back together and figure out if it works. And so um, things that are complex to other people are not necessarily complex for me, but mm -hmm. all in all, things don't have to be as complicated for anyone as people make it out to be. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just me saying, you know what? Don't worry about those other things. You know how to do this. And so let's just do that. And yeah. people need that kind of confidence and assurance to to kind of go with their first mind anyway. 
Have you always been um, in the marketing world, in the helping world? Oh, okay. Where did you, uh, where did you start? Um, um, well, my mama name, I'm <laughs> my mama said I started, um, I was a little light-skinned baby with nappy hair. <laughs> she said I was born with individual naps. Now that's how I started. Well, <laughs> I didn't have baby hair. I started with locks. Individual. <laughs> but, um, I always started from the, one of my first, uh, thoughts and memories as a toddler is drawing, drawing mm-hmm. and painting, like as a toddler, I was drawing a house with three and three quarter scale um, and with a tree, with a circle and an owl sitting in the, you know, I mean, like I'm at like four or five years old drawing stuff like this. Um, and I've always had a passion for art and throughout high school and everything like that, all the multiple high schools that I went to as an army brat. But when I went into uh, college, I went to school for chemical engineering. Huh. Far cry. Far. <laughs> Yeah. Far cry. You can't get far further from the cry of art than chemical engineering. <laughs> and I cried a lot in chemical engineering too. And yeah. it was challenging. Um, but I convinced myself, well, you know, paint is made from chemicals. So I'll just go into chemical engineering. That's kind of how I <laughs> connect dots in, general mm-hmm. in life. I just kind of take two very disconnected things and connect them together. Yeah. And um, so my degree is in chemical engineering. Um, and I spent 18 years in uh, operations, manufacturing, um, working in high hazard, uh, chemical operations, things like that. But what drew me to that career and to that, you know, um, that journey was the process aspect of it. I've always mm-hmm. liked to be able to look at processes and systems and make sure that um, I understood them and I could make them better, make them more efficient. So I got, you know, all the certifications, it's lean and Six Sigma and all those types of quality certifications, supply chain certifications and things like that to, because I love, you know, digging into processes and systems and improving them. Mm. Um, but at some point, my purpose started to come out. My purpose, you know, life is only so long and you only get one on this earth. And um, I was just hoping and wishing I would be laid off from my job. And someone (laughs) had the nerve to tell me, you keep on talking and, you know, God going to hear you. They're going to lay you off. And I said, I wish they would. (laughs) Wish they would. And when the conversation happened, um, I'm going to tell you two pieces of it. Mm -hmm. One, God had already prepared me. And I didn't know that he was preparing me. And I and I realized that this theme has come up in my life several times where God is preparing me for something and I don't know that it's coming. Hmm. Uh, I transferred my corporate phone to a personal phone. I put my house up for sale. Obviously, I have no idea that I'm, you know, my career is going to change and things like that are going to happen. I just put my house up for sale because I just felt like it was just too big for me. Hmm. And um and then all of this stuff happened. I had some health scares. I was going through a lot of stress, was not getting along well with my leadership in the corporation. And God was preparing me. I set up my business while I was still, you know, in, in my corporate career and started doing work in that area. And it felt so good. So to this point, so to this point, you already have your career and you're in your career but you're feeling the shift in yourself and all of a sudden things start to happen and you start to 
off board, if you will, some things mm -hmm. and it starts to align with where you're going. Yeah. And it was just mainly about being obedient, obedient yeah. to the voice that was telling me, you know what, you don't need this to be connected to your corporation. Just go ahead and make it personal. Mm -hmm. All right. And then when it was all said and done, I'm sitting in an office with my manager and his manager, and they're having this conversation about, you know, severing ties with me. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> you know, because typically this conversation doesn't go well. And I'm in here laughing and smiling and happy. And they're like, yeah. Uh, are you okay? You know, we're we're so pleased that you're taking this so well. I said, this yeah. is a win-win and God doesn't put, I literally said this in a corporate meeting, God does not put more on me than I can handle. And I don't want to be here and I don't believe y'all want me here. So at the end of the day, this is a win-win. Now, do, do I need to get my stuff now or do I have to wait till the end? Of, like, what, how do we, how do we work this? How we right. work this? Y'all gonna call security or be good? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm gonna skip out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna have a problem. Y'all yeah, still yeah. gotta be here. I don't have a problem. <laughs> right. So with, with, um, before you tell us how you moved on, has faith always been a part of your life and kind of what goes on with you? It has, it has. Um, I am the type of person, well, first of all, my mom, was a single mother of three children and she was in the army. So she, you know, spent all of her years raising children without, you know, significant help from, you know, our fathers and moving around the country and, and making that sacrifice, not necessarily for the country, but for her children so that we could have, you know, a decent life. And I appreciate her so much for that. And in addition, she put us in church early and made sure that we had a foundation of faith early on. So, you know, I came from humble beginnings, but I also know where my help came from. Mm -hmm. And that has always been a guiding light in my life um, and instilled from early on. Yes. From, go ahead. And it's been fun because I think obedience is so much better and easier than fighting the tide. You know, let me see it for myself. <laughs> Well, the thing about, you know, it, it's the thing about that. Um, and the reason why I was asking you about faith is that some people don't equate the verbiage of say obedience, you know, like some people will just say, I just felt like I needed to, I felt, but for you, because you have such a, um, a faithful uh, foundation, you know, where to place the voices, you know, where to place the, the inferences that you had to say, move here, move here, move here. So I think mm -hmm. that's, you know, it's cool that you say, cool. It's good mm -hmm. that you use the term, you know, obedience. And for mm -hmm. people who are watching and listening, sometimes that'll help translate whether they're spiritual, whether they're not, there's always something that's going to be talking to us and telling us. And for those who are not spiritual, the Lord's doing that, you know. Yeah. Whether you believe in him, he believes in you. At the end of the day, <laughs> you know, yeah. you listen to that still small voice in your in your spirit, in your heart that tells you, you know, this is probably the best place for you to move. And I think the challenge is a lot of people don't listen to that voice. Mm. And then they come at the end of the day, God brings you back around to his will at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And whether you want to take the, you know, the smooth course or the, the rough one, you'll get there eventually. What's for you is for you. Yeah. So eventually you weren't there anymore. You, you had your great, um, excellent parting of the ways. It was and... a party. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you, you did that and you were kind of already set up. Where did you come up with your company? Where did you come up with, why that? 
Well, one of the things that, so before I left um, my company, the corporate, before I left corporate America, mm-hmm. um, I took the skills that I learned in corporate America to plan and prepare for running my business. Even if I didn't know I was going to be doing it solo, I took that time to plan and prepare. And part of that planning and preparation was looking at, you know, who am I trying to help? Who is my ideal client? How do I set up the proper system so that I can invite them in? Um, And when I was looking at who I wanted to help, what I saw, well, you kind of just kind of look. I'm self-taught. I did not get a degree in graphic design or anything like that. At the end of the day, um, I'm completely self-taught. I do have an MBA in strategic management, but my education and my current career journey are complete opposite sides of the spectrum. Mm. And what I found when I was looking at and researching the market is that a lot of people are overwhelmed with where to start, where to make the first step. Yeah. You know, and that's a challenge for people that I did not um, I did not necessarily have because I did enough research to know where to start. Mm-hmm. But when I saw that a lot of people were struggling with where to start, um, I would talk to them. I would talk to different people like, why are you struggling with where to start? And, you know, you just do A, B and C, D. Um, and they was like, well, I don't know how to do A, B and C and D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, let me simplify it for you. And that's why I want to help people get out of their own way, get out of their own head and make things simple because it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. Um, lean into your zone of excellence, your j- zone of genius, what's good for you. And then you can you know, get started with what you do know or bridge the gap between what you know and um, what you need to know. And that's where I come in. I love the fact that you said that um, you didn't train for this because everybody's going to be able to go to uh, to connect with you. Um, mm-hmm. And hearing you say that is so interesting because your website is so great. And, you know, all the little bells and whistles, your YouTube channel is so well put together. Um, when somebody comes to uh, to get a consultation with you, Mm-hmm. What, where do they start? What is the first thing that you look for in your conversation to say, okay, this is where we need to go? The first thing that I look for, are what are your pain points? What are you trying to accomplish? And why, wh- what is keeping you from getting from where you are to where you want to be? Mm-hmm. Now, I qualify my leads. So I don't necessarily take on every single person who contacts me. Sometimes if they don't have a, uh, a focus like, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do that, I want to do that over here, but I have no idea how to even, and none of these things even relate to each other and there's no common theme. You know, um, I suggest that, okay, maybe we don't, so I need a website and a logo. You need to figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> That's what you need to do first. And I can either help you with that part or, you know, if they are more clear about what they're trying to do and what's holding them back from doing it, then um, I can, you know, jump right into, okay, so here's the solutions to to your problem. So I think the first thing that I always do with my clients is really understand what their vision is. What is their, you know, what is their ultimate goal and what are the things that they see are the problems that are keeping them from uh achieving that goal. Mm -hmm. What I often also find is that what they see as the problem is not necessarily the problem. Hmm. And 
after having, you know, once I sign with them and things like that, I may have a hint, but once, you know, once they sign up with me, we can dig into that a little bit deeper. And then one of the biggest, you know, joys that I have when I'm working with a client is that moment where they say, oh, oh, that, oh, yeah, that's what I was wanting. But oh, <laughs> the oh. they realize the simple part, like, oh. Yeah, oh, oh, we can do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is you well you know what you don't know and i'm sure you've heard this you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. yeah. you know and you know those realization moments where it's just like oh, yeah i had no idea yes or they're saying something about what they're trying to do or how they're trying to you know deliver their services or product and then i turn it around and say okay so to your client what you're saying is actually this Mm. Like yes, that's what I'm trying to say. You you use better words, but yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And yeah. I like to be able to put better, more um, connective words to someone's thoughts and their ideas and their vision, and mm-hmm. then allow other people to be under, able to understand. Okay, so this is what this person does. Oh, I want that. You have a lot of um, you have a lot of help tools on your website. And you're, you have um, your YouTube page, which has a lot of resources, but you're also coming up with a vlog series. What's that about? Oh, child. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> okay. So my so as much as I'm talking about all this stuff that has uh, transpired in my career, um, I am not alone in yeah. the 2023 kind of being a little bit of a challenge for a lot of people, particularly in the tech space. And I uh, also experienced considerable challenges in 2023, such that I am basically starting my business over. Okay. Right. And one of the reasons why I chose, there's a couple of reasons why I chose to vlog this journey. One reason was I would look on YouTube and see people who have these massive followings, who they're, they're these influencers, they've got all these, you know, people on the email list and they're doing a video call. If I had to start over right now today, here's what I would do. And that, and I think that that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but you're not starting over today. This is, mm-hmm. that's not what's happening with you. You still got hundreds of thousands of followers, millions on TikTok and got this, you know, all these people. Um, and so you are giving us an anecdote right? I'm about to take people through the journey. I have helped so many people um, build their business, market their brand, do all the things with all these tools and techniques that you're talking about. Um, And I have gotten into the habit of pouring into everyone but me. Mm. Now I'm going to vlog me taking my own medicine and see how it works for me. And surely I could have done kind of after I'm giving myself 90 days and see what happens, right? Um, Surely I could have waited till after the 90 days was up and said, hey, you know, I spent 90 days restoring my business and here's what happened. A retrospective. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) you know, in, in that process, that hits different than as I'm using a tool, as I'm doing the work and either something works out and I say, oh, that worked out really well, more than I expected. Let me lean into that. Or that didn't work out nearly as well as I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I course correct? Having those conversations and watching my gear turn and taking a peek into you know, my brain um, 
as I make these decisions and make these course corrections, I think hits differently than a retrospective look because then, you know, people can take the experience they're seeing in me and then apply it to them, to their lives. Because I believe there are a lot of people out there who feel like um, they didn't make it. Mm. They feel like they failed. They feel like, oh, now I got to do this. Now I got to do that. Um, now I got to go back to my old job or not, you know, uh, and I want to speak to those entrepreneurs with that entrepreneurial spirit who it vexes them and it vexes their spirit that of the idea of them having to stop, mm. don't have to stop. I'm not stopping. And I can definitely put a, a tick in the loss column for 2023, but 2024, yeah. um, I pick a word every year, um, last year year the word was value not value as in like raising my prices or anything but understanding what value i bring and uh performing accordingly this year is restoration 2024's uh, word is restoration and the theme of my my uh, business is going to be restoring things anew and then helping others restore things in their in their life and in their business uh, and it's multifaceted it's very risky um i saw you talking to another uh creator um and he was talking about cringy transparency being overly transparent we are we are teetering the line yeah. <laughs> because you know i'm a marketer and so how, how can a marketer get on and say okay my marketing you know isn't the best so how do i you know that could be a conflict of interest but i'm hoping that it will inspire i'm hoping that it will um give people the um, license to do what they need to do. And it's also for me to hold myself accountable. Yeah. I'm going to be showing you what's going on. I got to produce another video the next day. I've already started. And I'm going to tell you how God works um, because you're an example. And I'm going to tell you how. Okay. I've already started, you know, filming and I'm in the editing process of some of these videos. And what God will do is he will start showing you glimmers of hope glimmers of connection glimmers of you know people there the serendipity with which we connected on linkedin <laughs> is you know phenomenal and it just to me i look at all of these things the some some people might think it's a small thing but i think that that was it was a but god moment when you reached out and said let's go ahead and have a episode mm. um, it, it shows me okay i'm still you can't ever take what's going on in my mind. You can't mm. take the education. You can't take the knowledge. That will always be there. My circumstances have changed. So now yeah. how do I then translate my mind, my purpose, my expertise, my experience, and then use that to make the circumstances what, what God wills and what I will it to be? Why do you have such a um, steadfast, I guess, drive? And I always use the word courage because I think sharing stories and pursuing passion, it, it takes a lot of courage because it's easy to stop. Mm -hmm. I think stopping yeah. is very, very easy. What makes you keep going and have the ability to just keep shifting, keep changing, keep evolving? Why do you keep going? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to say a couple of things. One is... I've seen my mother keep going. 
So I know it's possible. And I know that there were times that she wanted to stop. Um, and I know that she, that a career in the army was not her choice and it was not her passion. It was not her purpose, but she did that for us. So because I've seen that example, I know that I can. And as she instilled into me that determination and drive. So whenever I face a challenge, um, the second part is I know it's possible, but I also know that God did not bring me this far for me to stop. Mm. He did not instill these things in me. He did not, you know, bless me with the gifts he blessed me with for me to stop. So that also pushes me forward. But I want to make it clear. I don't consciously make the decision. And that's why that was kind of like a weird question for me for at first. Like, I don't consciously make, you know, I'm not going to stop now. I just keep going because um, a lot of the things that we are really talented in, we don't know that we're talented in. We just, it just comes naturally to us. And so, for example, when I draw, people say, oh my gosh, I could never do that. I can't draw a stick figure. Well, first of all, there's a lot of stick figure art that is worth millions. <laughs> you do anything the best and you're going to make money at it. Yeah. Um, but, um, I just, I just look at the person's face and I just draw it. I just, I just draw the lines the way that they're, and that comes easy to me. So it's easy for me to say, oh yeah, drawing is easy. Anybody can do it. <laughs> but I'm going to um, tell everybody out there, that's a lie. I cannot, I cannot draw to the level I think drawing is. Let me say it that way. You know, I can draw, but I wouldn't say it's great drawing. I believe it's awesome. And, and it's your take, it's your artistic eye and take on, on the subject matter. So mm. I think it's beautiful. That's very generous and thank you. <laughs> but I think that's the thing is that we don't give ourselves credit for the talents and the expertise that we have. We hear people saying, oh my gosh, that's great. Oh, you do that? Oh, I could never do that. Um, that like when I picked up and left Delaware to come to Charlotte, North Carolina, people were like, I couldn't, wow, how did you do that? And it, it was nothing to me. I'm yeah. an army grad, so, you know, and I moved with corporate America all over the country. It was nothing to me, but I realized that is an inspiration to somebody. That is Absolutely. something big to someone. I didn't know anyone in North Carolina. I didn't have any family here in North Carolina. I'd never lived in North Carolina before, but I went to the Biltmore once and it's beautiful. And I thought this was just a beautiful country. <laughs> this is this is a beautiful part of the country. Um, and they see tulips and I think I'm inspired and I've always wanted to live in North Carolina. So I picked up everything that I owned, sold half of it, and moved to North Carolina, uh, to Charlotte, as a matter of fact. And I have not looked back since. I've been here going on 10 years. Wow. Yeah. And it's it's been awesome. So leaning in, listening to other people tell you what you do is interesting or great, think about that. Keep hold on to those things because that's where your hidden expertise is. Mm. Hold on to the things that people say because you don't know that that's a talent, but it is. And lean into it. Start exploring. Okay, so really, not a lot of people just you know pick up and leave, or not a lot of people know how to like just draw people's faces. You know, not a lot of people know how to you know do whatever it is that people compliment you on. Lean into those things, and I think that that will help you to you know continue to pursue it because don't make get make any mistake i see a lot of people who do it way better than me you do it better than me <laughs> <laughs> and 
in many respects. I always, and so what also keeps me going is inspiration. I'm always seeing people do it better than me. And I have to challenge my own imposter syndrome. Like, okay, why am I even here? Because if, if Philip out here doing it like this, why do they need to listen to me? Why am I here? <laughs> well, there's another, one of the things, and you, I think you just answered it. You're like, what is one thing um, that somebody, you know, somebody watching, somebody listening, somebody getting encouraged, what's one thing that you have to say, hey, if you're going to start a, start this journey and you want to pursue your passion, I really had to guard against X, mm -hmm. make sure that, what would you say X is for you? X for me is planning paralysis, looking mm -hmm. to externally for um, validation and understanding of what I need to do next. Um, I was a course addict for the longest time. <laughs> you know, I would just buy every, and when you down bad, I'm telling you something, those courses look so tempting. Ain't that good? <laughs> every course is like, I need to take that course. Maybe that's why I'm struggling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, but that inspiration can turn into planning paralysis. Okay, well, let me get some, listen, let me tell you something. I've got SOPs, I've got processes, I've got automations, I got all this stuff to help run my business, but none of that is actually going to bring one single red cent into my business. I have to engage with people. I have to get off the starting point. I can't continue to plan myself into oblivion. So um, that's what I have to be careful about is letting too many external factors and building and building and building keep me from actually progressing. So I do suffer from perfectionism, um, which is why, you know, I probably don't post on social media as often and as effectively as I should. Um, and I grew up in a time where social media was not a thing. Internet wasn't a thing. I still, I grew up in the time where it was like, beep, 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 beep. you know, that's where I grew up. So it's, yeah. it's a culture shift as well. But Sometimes you will look at other people's stuff and say, they do it so well. Why am I here? But you got to stop. You say, okay, they do it so well. And, and I actively have to intentionally stop myself from thinking that and say, well, how do I get closer to that? And wherever I'm at, someone is looking up to me. So that motivates me to say, okay, I can still share what I do know, what I have achieved, what I have accomplished, what I have learned with someone who hasn't learned that yet. Mm. And then that can then fuel me to look up to someone else and say, okay, now how do I get where they are and learn it myself? Mm. Small steps and levels. And I think y'all was just having um, a conversation with somebody the other day and we were talking about there are no insignificant small steps and small mm. steps lead to great results, you know, yeah. it, but it really is important to take, this is a whole other conversation, but I always say the second step is the hardest. Take the first step, but you have to choose to do it again. You yeah. have to, you know, going to the gym is easy that one time, but I got to go back tomorrow. It's, a, but, but we're not talking about me right now. <laughs> we ain't talking about us right now because look, we both got that problem. <laughs> but, I, but I, but I love that you are very um, conscious of mm -hmm. the things that could be opportunities for you, but very specific and very, um, determined to understand the things that are really great for you and work on your behalf. And I'm convinced that people are listening and people are watching. And I believe that somebody's going to be like, you know what? I can do this. I can do this. Tell us again where we'll be able to learn all about you. 
So um, I there's a shortened link that you've been scrolling down and all of my contact information, all of the ways that you can get in touch with me are in my link in bio. So bit.ly slash DMS link in bio. Um, that's where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel as well for the Boss Unbroken uh, vlog that I'm going to start publishing so that you'll be notified when the first episodes come out. And I'm going to throw some um, tools in there. I'm going to throw some humor in there. I'm going to throw some some tears in there. I have no doubt because, uh, you know, I don't know if people think I look tough, but I cry. <laughs> I be crying in here. So <laughs> sometimes you got to cry it out. Um, and so I'm going to probably, you're going to probably see all of those seasons of me. Um, and so I can't wait to experience it with you. We all going on this journey together. I was just about to say, I'm so excited about that because there's a power, number one, in authenticity, but there's also a power in the we of it. Yeah. Watching somebody do it in real time, watching mm -hmm. you respond in real time, watching you succeed in real time, watching you try it a different way in real time. There's something about the we of the journey mm -hmm. that is so powerful. So I can't wait until you share that with everybody because I think that we is gonna be very, very powerful. Absolutely. Thank you. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. Digital Made Simple. You made it simple for us. I did. You did. Let me tell you. Yeah. Hey, but listen, stick around. Don't go anywhere because I'm gonna come back after I say goodbye to the people, okay? Okay. All right, thank you for being here. <laughs> So that is Nicole Johnson with Digital Made Simple. I hope that not just digital uh, products you are thinking of simplifying, but also simplify your thought process when it comes to your passions. What is in the way? Where is the clutter? And what can you declutter and simplify your way to say, hey, I know what I want to do. You've heard some of the things that may stand in your way, some of the obstacles. How can I move those out of my way? Make sure that you visit uh, thephilipshow.com to learn more about Nicole and Digital Made Simple and follow along with their blog. It's going to be a wee journey and I can't wait to be on it with all of you. All right. So remember that you are the best you in the world. And I will see you next time here on The Philip Show. Don't